0: How is Kyle Kuzma the best player on the Lakers? Are the Clippers good enough to make the playoffs? Did the All-Star game just get better? The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Hey sports fans, Coach Nick here and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown Podcast. Free at last, free at last. We have Dave Dufour back on the show after his uh, his tour, and I think Lonzo Ball drove him back, halfway back from. Um, you know, we, we should give him credit for driving you back halfway uh, from the. Uh, where were you again? I, I was in Canada. In Canada, yeah, right. He yeah. did half the driving for you.
1: Yeah, he was definitely in the passenger seat, at least in spirit, even though he wasn't in the van.
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well,
1: okay. I, look, let's start there. I'm glad you. I'm glad you said that. Look, I your tweet kind of gained some traction, could we say that? It's meme material now. There you <laughs> go. Okay. But but the truth is, and we everyone says this all the time, right? Passing is infectious. And and we talked about this when Lonzo was drafted. We said, you know, the type of player he is where he's looking for those hit ahead passes, where he's, you know, he's constantly looking up court. He's beating the ball. He's one of those uh those I'm not even going to call him a point guard, but he's one of those basketball players that kind of keep track. You can see him keeping track in his head. Okay, this guy hasn't touched the ball for a while, right? He's moving the ball around. He's, he's doing it quickly. Like, that stuff catches on with the rest of the team, and you can see it by the way the Lakers are moving the ball. Now, I think part of that is also that's how Luke Walton wants them to play. Yeah. But it helps when you've got a guy on the court, especially in practice, Kind of initiating that stuff, and, and I think that that's it's a completely relevant point you were trying to make, and, and people just kind of took it the wrong way. But with that being said, I think you know people are people understand what you're trying to say. Right. Everyone's just trying to make a joke all the time.
0: Well, people, I think maybe not know who I'm talking about, but if they hadn't seen the tweet, basically I had there was Lebron's balls on the bench, and they had a fantastic uh, up court fast break, you know, four passes for it, and then a lob for a dunk uh, sequence. And I said, you know, he's on the bench, but you can still see his influence is what I said, and everyone is so binary on Twitter that I guess they they seem to think that I wanted to like completely take credit away from the actual players that did the play, and that was absolutely not what I was saying, and that's I think it's still clear when you look at the at the, what I wrote um and so that was what was you know initially frustrating uh and then it just became a big joke. but I think the other thing here is the is that you know. People who really were coming at me like angrily about it – because first of all, I I don't – I really – it really frustrates me when I try and do something positive. I'm trying to highlight something that's really good and then people just want to shit all over it just for the sake of doing that. I feel like I'm not even sure what that motivation is besides just being you know, social media. So that's frustrating. But I think it's clear to me that anybody who comes at me hard like for that stuff – Um, Has never played With a good passer Like a really good passer Now I know We've talked about our games I haven't played with you In a a pickup game But I pass like that I throw all manner Of crazy Magic Johnson passes In fact that was like The thing Like he's throwing Another Magic Johnson pass I would just try them And you would see First of all People would cut more Which is great But then other guys We'd get more involved And they would begin To pass early Um, And that's what That's what is sad In a way Like people They haven't experienced that They don't get it And that's too bad
1: yeah, I mean, so I'm a shooter, but uh, I also love to throw passes. And, I mean, you know, the, the Milos Teodosic full-court underhand pass, I throw oh. that almost every day with my team. You know, like I'm I'm out there teaching that pass because I think it's a great pass. It's it's unconventional, but it works. You can be pretty accurate that way, and, uh, and you can get a good amount of power, and I just feel like the angle is perfect. But, yeah, I mean, so I know what that's like, and I actually – Try to teach that and instill that in my team that I coach. I I think that, you know, it's a it's a super relevant point. I, I think when the ball is moving, everybody's happy and all it takes is one culture changer on the basketball court to make that stuff happen. So, I mean, it doesn't to me, it didn't take away from what the team was doing. It just said, hey, you can see a little bit of the Lonzo DNA. Right in what they're doing when he's off the court. Anyway, and, and,
0: and I also get it. It's the father. The father has shit on him. He's, 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 there's a cloud hanging over him. People people want to see him fail, and they want to see him, you know, knock down three pegs because the father said all this bullshit. And I understand that too. But it isn't fair because if there's anybody who actually plays the right way and is is a model of behavior, it's it's Lonzo. He's quiet and he's a good teammate and all those things. So. That's what's uh, frustrating, but you know what? He'll earn it. He'll he'll get him back. I'm sure he'll he will. Those guys who are naturally against him now because of all that will come. will see what he's doing. It's genius. A couple plays I wanted to point out, I mentioned one of them in uh, with the last uh, podcast with David Thorpe was, um, you know, Randall sprints to the block and like he throws the pass so early that he wasn't even looking and just whizzes by his nose out of bounds. And you could see Randall going, oh, like, oh, I, I better look up next time. And if I were a blonde to ball, I would have hit him in the head with it. And you know (laughs) what I mean, like just hit him in the head, and he'll he'll look the next time. But then there's another time down when uh, ball was not on the, we didn't have the ball. He was up ahead, and he cut along the baseline, and he wanted an alley oop. He was wide open, no one was guarding him in the sort of half delayed fast break. And guess who? It was uh, Randall handling the ball, and just didn't, didn't even look up, didn't even see it. You can see Lonzo Ball just gesture like. What the hell, man? Then they threw it to him late, and he ended up, they created something out of it. Um, so, like, the guy was like, oh, and then he, then he tried to throw it. So it wasn't like he's like, ah, I missed it. Sorry, we've got to do something else. He did then try to get it to him and, and pass it. But you can see, even with the cutting, that he is, he is uh, you know, seeing those openings a lot better than a lot of other guys. Well, one
1: of the big pluses to his game that, that you and I talked about quite a bit in the lead-up to the draft was the way that he passes guys open. You know, he not he not only hits the guy, but he also passes him to a spot where he's going to be able to it's going to lead to a shot. And we Mm -hmm. saw that in summer league um, with uh, with Zubac and with Kuzma. And I know that we're about to talk about Kuzma, so I won't go too far in it. But but Lonzo does a really great job. I mean, he's up there with some of the best guys I've ever seen, especially like as a rookie in delivering those passes and, and getting guys open.
0: Oh, I know. And, and that's let's get to the point of like who, who the best player is in the Lakers right now, because, you know, I know I would get into weird territory in the past saying like, you know, a guy like um, Larry Nance Jr. Like to me. Right. And, and like kind of pound for pound, because what he did contributed more to successful and winning basketball than anybody else in those teams the last couple of years. That's how I felt about it. Right. Not that he like can do more. Skill-wise, than other players, but like just for raw, you know, he's setting great screens, he's rim running, he's tipping balls in, he's grabbing rebounds, he's playing great defense, like all those things. He well, maximizes his talent. Yes, right. Okay, we'll look at it that way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think I, re- I remember the the backlash that you got for the, saying that. Yeah. But I understood what you were saying. Again, it's not about you. You weren't saying he's the most talented player on the roster. Right. You were just saying that when it comes to being a winning basketball player, like he did the most toward winning on that team. Again, another good point.
0: And when when you're trying to shift hearts and minds, okay – you know, you, you kind of say, you know, Larry Nance is the, is the best player on the, on the team. Okay, they'll, they'll prick their ears up and they'll look at it and then they'll, oh, okay, I see what, you know, I see something there. Like that's also the point, you know, the the, the point about Steph's defense uh, with that video I did, right? I feel like there was a shift. If it, it is, To some degree, we went from he is trash, he's no good on defense to at least, oh, you know what, yeah, he's good. He's not elite, man, F you, but still, I'll, get, I'll take it when they tell me, Oh, he's good, you know. That's all, I, that's all I need, you know, from that conversation, the interaction, amidst all the, the vitriol. And all you need when trying to look stylish is bombfell, an easier way for men to get better clothing. It's as simple as completing a questionnaire, which then gets you matched up with your very own dedicated personal stylist. I'm not saying you're going to be friends with them, but you're going to want to be when you see how well they match the clothes with your personal taste. When you sign up, you pay nothing. You only pay for the clothes you keep, free shipping and returns. And you can preview the clothes your stylist picked out for you before they send them. I'm literally wearing an awesome button-down shirt that bombfell delivered right to my door. It's really soft, very high quality, makes me look thin, and it fits me like a ball swishes in the net. Well, you get the idea. And it doesn't stop there. Go to bombfell.com slash coachnick. That's B-O-M. BFELL.com slash Coach Nick, and you'll get 25 bucks off your first purchase. Imagine going to the mall to shop for clothes. Now, imagine sitting on your couch with the game on and your feet up to shop for clothes. It's completely flexible. You decide how often you'll receive clothes, and you can pause or cancel at any time. You only pay for the clothes you keep, and they never charge above retail price. My favorite part is trying on all the clothes for my wife. And we do it just like a cheesy 80s montage, right down to the big thumbs up from her when she likes what Bombfell sent. So head over to bombfell.com slash coachnick, save 25 bucks on your first purchase, and start strutting down the street in some serious style. Plus, this is one of the best taglines I've ever heard. Check it out. Bombfell, open and clothes. So we're getting back to, again, the hyperbole, though, as far as who the best player is, although I'm not so sure how, how hyperbolic it is. We have the guy. It's Kyle Kuzma. Certainly so far in the few games they played in the preseason, this guy has displayed every skill that he needs that better than anybody else, right?
1: Uh yeah. I mean, he has shown that he has every every offensive piece that you need to be a successful basketball player. And he's a rookie. And now I get he's twenty-two years old. Okay. And so a lot of people are gonna say, Well, you know, he's old. This is garbage. Look, I know NBA Scouts. Uh, and in the lead up to last year's draft with with Thon Maker, they didn't care if he was 17 or 24. Mm-hmm. If he's a good basketball player, he's a good basketball player, and you still, you know, have him for his prime. The thing about Kuzma is he might be closer to his final form, right? Like he may not have as much room for development, but guess what? He's a damn good player. Yeah. Uh, I'm about. Look, I'm not a gambler, but he's not even listed in the top 10 for odds for rookie of the year on Bovada. uh, I would put money on that because he is going to play. He's going to score. And I mean, he's going to be on the court and that's, that's half the battle in the rookie of the year thing. He doesn't have anyone. I mean, maybe Lonzo splitting votes, but I I think that those voters are going to look so much at counting stats. If there's a way that Kuzma could put up 16 to 18 points a game, which as of right now, doesn't seem crazy because it's kind of what he's been doing since Summer League. Uh, I think he's got a good shot at Rookie of the Year.
0: Uh, well, you're right. But there is a problem in that what you said as far as minutes. Minutes is going to be the key here. They've got Randall. They've got Dang. They've got Ingram. Uh, they got him. It's a bit of a log jam, I think. There's gonna, it's going to be an issue unless there's an injury or something that might, that might or may not occur. Uh, but also leads me to believe that Randall should be on the block. He is on the block. And, guaranteed. But the problem with, with, for Kuzma is that to make him on the block and make him valuable, they're going to have to play him. And certainly in the beginning of the year and hope he gets his double-doubles and someone's like, Dan, he's good. And he's good. I, I like Randall, sort of. But he doesn't really fit in. He over-dribbles mm-hmm. and he doesn't shoot that well. And he doesn't really have the right hand even though he tries a little bit and he's trying to get better at it. So it's like... Um, you know, I could see why he doesn't fit either way, and they're they're really looking at that. And I, I haven't heard anything in the block, but that's that's the case. And good, uh, but no, that, that he's might... going
1: to be a he's going to be a restricted free agent next summer,
0: so that's fine. That's so, good.
1: Right. Yeah, so it makes sense to to go ahead and move him. I mean, they should really try be trying to move him before the season starts. Not you know, this isn't the type of thing that you want to carry in because you want to give the other team an opportunity to. To right. uh, offer a rookie extension, so and by,
0: yeah. And by the way, the Kuzma is is the the power the, the the power forward. Like this is what the power forwards will look like going forward. You know, he's got good uh, core strength. He's not huge. He's long. He can shoot it, and he can post up, and he can draw. He has all the he has all the skills of like a, a wing. Uh, but he's got enough size where he can, you know, then play that power forward. And again, that's what's going to happen. I think that this notion, like when we heard Paul George and, and Mello complaining about playing the four was some sort of antiquated notion from a few years before of how physical it can get. And I just don't think it is that way. I, I mean, I think if it's if half as physical as it was three or four years ago and it will continue to get less, uh, it'll be like it'll just be like a three coming pretty soon.
1: Well, you know, Steve Kurt talked about the death of the four or the power forward. And and really now it's kind of more of a power wing. Um, I stole that from Sam Esfandieri on Twitter. Uh, I I think it's a perfect description. The four is, these days, a power wing. You and I have talked about it. There are essentially three wing positions now. The the corner three has kind of created this new wing, right? Like, I mean, we wouldn't have the stretch four, really, if it wasn't for the corner three and teams leveraging the short corners. Uh, I mean, maybe we would just because, Guys are better shooters, but I think that the short corners kind of help speed that along. And so, yeah, power wing. I mean, you look at like Draymond Green completely killed the idea of what a four is because mm-hmm. he, he's not even a four, right? Like he's not even a power wing. Like, what is Draymond Green?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's, well, he has the power part to some degree. I mean, he's physical and he'll make it tough. And that's you know, he's the guy you don't want to guard. Right. Um, but but again, he's probably at his most uh, devastating like that when he's playing center anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, we could say it's Draymond, I guess, in the modern era or the the most recent era. I mean, but the problem is you had Sam Perkins and you had Tony Kukoc and you had you know, a Kukoc might be an even more of a, a, an apt. Uh, Four, and then they started playing him there because he he did to say he would drive and he'd shoot as well. Whereas and Perkins, would, Perkins would shoot, but Perkins wouldn't drive. Shrimp another one, yeah. And they they probably he might have only played you know ten percent or twenty percent at power forward, but they did it. Um, so, you know, but either way, there's no question that that's what we're going to. And that's why you're going to have it's not going to be an issue. People aren't going to be complaining about how physical it is down there. And the, you know, the league itself is probably going to get less and less physical, I'd imagine, which is fine with me. I don't mind, uh, you know, watching the Lakers do what they do. And by the way, to get back to the Lonzo ball and the fast breaking and all that stuff. It's like it's almost when you're sitting there watching it, you kind of get. You're like you sit up a little bit more, you know, and there's like energy coming out of the TV because it's that fast And it's that you know sort of frantic but under but like with purpose and that's what's the difference I think uh, that We're seeing now and that's probably what's gonna happen from a lot of the league, right? We're just gonna see the pace. I would imagine will continue to to maybe not skyrocket, but really continue to, to go up Yeah, I'm with you, you know so Kuzma, I'm way in on, and I was watching some of the highlights of him and stuff. He's got every every move, uh, and it's exciting to see. Uh, right. And Even then the, a
1: little bit of the dream shake, by the way. Oh, I, <laughs> I know. I mean, like, so it, his polished. footwork is impeccable. Anyway, I, I don't want to sit here and just fawn over Kuzma okay. for. But, but the real 40 quick minutes, point but. I wanted to make
0: was uh, okay, so what are these 22? This is not a 23-under league.
1: <laughs> exactly and exactly. It's so
0: it's like he you'll have him for 10 12 years like either way you'll have him for so maybe you don't get an extra year or two in the end of the career who cares it's like you're gonna get yeah. the uh the prime so it's a very strange and again just, i guess people just want to you know shit on people. i'm not
1: saying that kuzma is these guys but you know damon cj came in late too right like and no one's questioning whether or not those guys are worth the max deals that they've got so um Look, I mean, now certainly we could, we should probably pump the brakes just a little bit, right? Because it is summer league in the preseason. But the skills that he's showing, they, they're going to translate. I, I just think that, I mean, he, the guy can play.
0: You got, you. You're getting your wet blanket out of your van right now, but okay.
1: Ah, but hey, hey, hey. But remember, I've been leading the charge on Kuzma. I, I love him. Yes. I think he's good, but at the same time, I do also understand it's it's early, small sample size that theater. True. That is true.
0: I'm I'm doing yeah. a video by the way on the on what the like the, the how the power and power forward has disappeared or is gone. I'm looking for a catchy title, so feel free to send me one, but something power, like that. Power wing, man. The power yeah. wing. No, the I don't, I don't think the, the power, power is there.
1: You know, I don't. Ah, think we need but that. It, it's. I mean, it, it's a way to kind of bridge the
0: gap. You
1: know, because it's hard to, to just go,
0: oh, I'm looking for the missing link. I just want to get I want to jump over, you know, uh, a phylum or whatever, and then get right to the next. Ed- ed- oh, there iteration. you go. <laughs> so. All right. And the next evolution of fantasy sports is on FanDuel. There is fantasy football right now. And thank the basketball gods that the NBA season starts in just a few days at FanDuel. There is something for everyone. Tons to choose from starting at one dollar. Just pick a contest choose your team, and watch your score in real time. I know I'm on the edge of my seat down to the last second, wondering if D'Antoni is going to sit hard and down with a 10-point lead in two minutes left. And best of all, finding those diamonds in the haystack, which we will help you with all season long. Over 2.5 million people have won cash at FanDuel. So get started by visiting fanduel.com slash coachnick, or just use the promo code COACHNICK and get a free contest and a shot at a share of $10,000. So head over to FanDuel, click the Join Now button, and make your sports more exciting. Um, what else are we going to talk about today? Uh, the Clippers look fun.
1: Oh, yeah. And speaking now of pace,
0: by the way, do you yeah. hear all the... There, there's like subtle shade going on against uh, or uh, over CP3, don't you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a contentious locker room. You know, um,
1: you and I have talked about Chris Paul's uh, abrasiveness mm-hmm. on the court, and and how that might not be the most constructive thing uh, for a team leader to 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 you know to do to his teammates. Like the the way that he kind of gets into guys, it's not it's not the best. And um, you know, you could tell that. I mean, it had been a while, right, with that group. And I think that after a little while, personalities start to grate yeah. on each other. And he clearly was rubbing people the wrong way. And they're playing with, like, a renewed sense of vigor. The ball's moving, right? There's no ball pounding at all. Um, You could say that's maybe – I mean, it could be Teodosic, the Teodosic effect. It could be Pat Beverly. It could could be Lonzo Ball. It could be Lonzo Ball. It could also just be, like, you know, they're playing with some more joy. Like, they look fun, man. Gallo looks good. Blake looks really good. His shot is is a little bit cleaner. He still, you know, still needs to work on it, needs to turn his feet a little bit more. Um You know, Wes Johnson was hitting some shots. Like I know. know. And and so now I still think they're gonna miss the playoffs, just because I think talent does oh. matter. Yeah, I think they're gonna miss the playoffs. But wow. uh it, the the West is just so freaking brutal. But they're gonna be fun to watch, man. Like they're they're definitely in my top, you know. Five, I think on leak league Pass stuff, off mostly because you know, I'm the biggest Milos Teodosic Homer in the world. I mean, I don't know Homer. I'm not, I'm not Serbian, so I don't know. Can I be a Teodosic Homer?
0: No, well, you can't be more of a Homer than me <laughs> because you didn't do a video that declared I him the best passer in the world. You're right. Well,
1: he's the second best passer in the world because I'm still alive, but uh, no, okay. <laughs> no, Teodosic <laughs> is fun, man. And he's showing a lot of the stuff that, that I knew he would bring. He's also showing a lot of the warts, right? Like the inability to defend on dribble yeah, it's really uh, on troubling. ball. And, you know, he's struggling with his shot a little bit more than I expected right now. I think it'll come, though. I mean, you remember, you know, taking it, taking a step back from the feeble line to the NBA three-point line. It, you know, it just to wrap your mind around where your feet are going and all that stuff. Like, it can be a little bit different. Um, but he really needs to be able to stick that mid-ranger when it opens up. That's one of the things that the Clippers may miss with Chris Paul being out or being gone is that uh, you know, Chris Paul was able to leverage the vertical spacing that DeAndre created and stick those 18- and 19-footers. And, and so like if Theodosius can do that, I mean, he can be on the court offensively. But if not, I, I don't think the passing is going to keep him there. But he did have like eight assists in that first preseason game in like, 10 what minutes. was it, 10 minutes? Yeah, yeah I mean, that's... Sh- he oh, no. and DJ and already have a connection, and that's awesome.
0: Right, and there's believe me, there's no issue with the whole vertical spacing there. He's gonna get, he's gonna do that, and find him. And he he already has. It's been you know yeah. fifty fifty put alley passes to him, and then, I mean, and Beverly. Is is a whole other animal. I, I can't get over how even in the preseason he's picking up sixty feet chest to chest and, and he can do that. Like I, it's so hard in this league to actually maintain that kind of uh, contact with the man who can dribble like pros can do in the in the you know, in the pros. And uh, he just really and he's doing it now. I I I worry he's going to wear out, but I do feel like um, you know Teodosic is going to ultimately force Doc Rivers to start him. Over his son, I feel like that him and Beverly Teodosic and Beverly would probably work better for Teodosic, and I think would also to mitigate his defensive issues. And yeah, he got blown by a couple. Just just kind of loses his track. He doesn't think the guy. He's probably used to Europe, where the guy, when he starts dribbling to the top, is just going to set up an, an offense. And the other and, and here the point guard's just going to cross over and go right by you again. Uh, I, I suspect what he's going to end up doing is giving the guy you know six feet of cushion. And just sort of getting a hand up for the three and just stopping the layups at least and then hoping the threes miss a little bit. It's probably what he's gonna have to do and that might be enough.
1: Yeah, I think if you play him with uh, with DJ and, and Pat Beverly and, you know, Wes Johnson, I think that, that's enough defense on the court to kind of help prop him up a little bit. Um, I, I'm not sure if he's gonna start or if he ought to start. Um, Austin Rivers is kind of a weird guy to fit with Lou Williams. You know, they both are sort of, good at one thing um yeah, i mean lou williams weird. is better than than austin rivers at mm-hmm. scoring but but austin <laughs> rivers is basically he's only good with the ball in his hands he yeah. can't really shoot well enough to play off the ball at least lou williams can play off the ball and yeah. i mean if if i'm bringing a guy off the bench it's going to be lou williams over yeah over austin rivers but
0: if i were to those i'd be really frustrated playing with lou williams uh i feel like that's a That's a different... The way Lou plays is a lot different than anybody he's played with before. Just like such a ball-dominant guy who wants to then shoot it as well. Um, That I wonder... I feel like Ted is going to end up without the ball, sort of waiting for it to come and it might not come a lot because Lou's going to bring it up or he'll get it and he'll just do his... And that's what he's being paid for. So I think... And I think the point we're making here is that that Doc has has his hands full with what the hell he's going to do with these players to figure out the right uh, combination. And if he does... I, I have no doubt they make the playoffs if he can figure out the right lineups.
1: Yeah, and the, again, this is one of my one of my issues with the Clippers. I think they're like their their ceiling is a, a seven or eight seed, and their Ooh. you know their floor is depends on health so much, right? If Blake and and Gallo can both stay healthy, right, they can they could be a seven or eight seed.
0: Oh, Maybe come a on. no, 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 they Maybe they could 16. be
1: higher than seventh. Hang on, hang on. The top four spots are Warriors, Spurs. Rockets, Thunder, right?
0: So give them fifth.
1: Okay, so do you think they're better in Minnesota? Uh,
0: Are they better I think than that Denver? they could be. I, I mean, Minnesota is completely unproven. So I agree.
1: I, I agree with you. I actually think Minnesota's in the in the conversation more for that seven or eight spot than than five or six
0: yeah no I, there's no question in my mind that their ceiling has to be fifth and we're talking about ceiling right that's if things go well and they get everything lined up sure yeah way, if everything you
1: know. if everything works perfectly Teodosic dosage somehow is able to be passable as a defender and can shoot 40 percent from three and austin rivers is traded for you know some kind of wing um yeah, then they, yeah, they could definitely be the the fifth seed, but right.
0: well, I, I just but don't see all that. Yeah, stuff Rivers happening. has no trade value. I don't think so. That's a problem. But I mean, you know, Gallinari, you know, he'll remind us that he is a very good. But then I think we think Blake Griffin has been looking a little more explosive this year. Um, he looked, He looked to me, like he went to the hole a couple times strong. Like, I was like, oh, I forgot that he did that. Finished with an and one, on one, nice off the glass. Still has create. I mean, the post-ups are just still insane. Um, you know, back to the baskets, twisting corkscrew stuff. But um, he definitely seemed like he would remember. Remember, when, by the end of last year, he wasn't moving well at all. Like, right. He couldn't even really sprint. So, so that's better. And that's, you know, let's not forget the dude is an all-star and a – you know, twenty four and ten guy when he's healthy. So, and then you got DeAndre Jordan. I mean, they, they have they have the pieces. I think um, to to do well and really cause problems. And That's why the West is going to be ridiculous because you know Denver. Denver is got some really good pieces. Minnesota yeah. has some really good pieces. I mean, you know, Portland made Portland. it. and you know, uh, has pieces as well. Uh, it, it's, I think uh, Portland's the five seed. By the way, I, I think that they might not make it. They could not make the playoffs.
1: Oh, man, but Nurkic. Nurkic is, is a huge difference maker for that team. That is
0: team. true. And they did play – like what, do you remember what the record was? I mean, it was really much better they were, when he got there. They were there.
1: really good. Their defense was top 10 once right. he got there. In now, fact, they, you could argue
0: that they were going to tank when they got him.
1: You know, it, it was they were definitely in a weird spot. They were definitely in a weird spot. Right. Uh, I actually – I called for the tank for them at the beginning of last year because yeah. I feel like they were one piece away, and then they got Nurkic. Right. Now, maybe they should tank this year and try to get one more piece, but um, I no, don't no. think that's happening. Damien
0: won't let him, and, and CJ won't let him do that, I'm yeah. sure. But um, but yeah, I remember being in Minnesota and uh, for the Timberwolves Portland game, and um, that got canceled. Believe it or not, they, that game got canceled because of oh my god, what was it? The air conditioning? No, yeah, no, I know something about the uh, yeah, the air conditioning wasn't working well enough, and the ice underneath was you know making it wet on the floor. Right, but. Um, the uh, but I remember Coach Dots talking about it and like sort of still mystified that like that uh, Nurkic was doing so well for them and they kind of had to readjust their whole, all their plans because of that and so uh, which is great and so now they have they they have something you're right the, uh, the West is just continues to become um, just a it's too difficult and it's like almost kind of unfair I, I don't know if there's a solution. Uh, To to doing that, but I guess the NBA is at least trying to like muck around with the all-star game to make that different uh, and and maybe more equitable
1: Yeah, uh, you know going to having like playground style picking captains and and then having them select a team I I don't know man. I'm not a fan of it. I, I like that. They're gonna that they're gonna play for a charity but I think that the Picking teams thing is a little bit childish and also it's gonna just lead to some weird there's going to be some weird drama and narratives that come out of it. And I honestly like I just I, I would rather they did it via lottery. Like like we're just going to randomly assemble the team, right? Mm-hmm. The two teams and and just go from there or just keep it east versus west because the problem is not east versus west. I mean there you know, you can assemble an all-star all-star team from the from the east that's nearly as good as the one from the west. The problem is that the guys don't try hard and it's it's a shitty product and nobody right. wants to watch it. And so the charity thing should help with that. I mean, either that or pay the guys, right? Well, hey, if you win, you get, you know, a million dollars.
0: How about that? Yeah. I mean, each it would have to be like probably a million dollars, something pretty high, right? A piece, right? Like, you yeah. all get a million dollars each. If you lose, you get zero. I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Like, right. really, really <laughs> call in that, that that pride. Um, yeah, that that is interesting. Um, you know, maybe the losers pay the winners a million dollars. How about that? <laughs> and that's,
1: you know, then they they'd have to play the game in Vegas.
0: You know what? You can, if you do it that way, you could probably do it as low as like fifty grand. I bet you. I bet you if they had to pay fifty grand if they lose. Even that or hundred grand, they would do. They would. They would try. But uh, yeah, it's too bad because we used to have them try a little bit. Uh, you know, even back in the '80s, I don't think it was always it was that great of a product either. But it was a little bit better. Uh, now it's like the Pro Bowl, I suppose. Um, they just don't seem to really care. and I don't think anyone, you know, as soon as the game gets on, I remember like you're on social media or whatever, everyone's just like, uh, eh, they got like half an eye on it and they're watching, you know, yeah, survivor or whatever. Exactly. So,
1: and the thing about the pro bowl with the NFL, I I understand completely, man. Like it's a dangerous sport. I want to get into that. Know, yeah, well, I'm just saying like the, the football is a dangerous sport, so I understand. I mean, I think they should just switch it to flag for the pro bowl,
0: right? Oh, that's interesting. No yeah. helmet,
1: no pads. It would make the guys a little bit more marketable. Right. Like, I mean, not two hand touch, two flag. And and it's a chance to get those guys faces on camera. This is why the NBA has all the best marketable athletes, because you see their faces all the time. Right. I mean, it's the NFL like it's only the quarterback and that's it. Like nobody else is really doing anything. So um, and not that I not that I care, but uh, for the all star game for the NBA, I, I mean, I just think that. I just think this is a weird way to do it. And again, I would just have them like, "Hey, you make a million dollars a piece if you win, and if you lose, you win nothing." Yeah, I like it. Don't don't tie it to home court advantage in the finals. Don't don't do any other weird stuff where where it matters, you know, to regular season, you know, any any in any sort of way to the regular season. It's an exhibition, and that's what it ought to be. Right. As a matter of fact, like. I'm I'm actually a fan. I, I the one thing that the NFL does do right, I think, is having the Pro Bowl after the season, because oh. then like you get what I'm saying. Like, think about these these pickup runs that we keep seeing on social media, right? We would kill to be at some of these. Maybe yeah. you
0: do it that way,
1: you know, where it's just a pickup run and there's no there's no one in the audience. I mean, yeah. I know you got to do it at a, a
0: summer league in Vegas or something like that.
1: Yeah, that would be fun. But that with that being said, the NBA All Star Weekend itself is is still okay right i mean i know yeah. everybody was out on the dunk contest for a while but i don't know are we back in on the dunk contest
0: uh, i mean we need listen, yeah there they, they was aaron gordon stuff that was i think now two years ago right when aaron gordon exactly and that stuff yeah. was like oh well, now we have a whole new level of creativity so you know yeah i think it's we're kind of getting back into it but uh, i don't know but not um, having
1: superstars participate in the dunk contest hurt the dunk contest for a long time. And, you know, like yeah. the, the Jordan Dominique Wilkins era, right? I, like that made the dunk contest the dunk contest. And then right. we went a long time. I mean, Kobe –
0: Right. Jordan Dominique, was, Tom Chambers. Yeah, that was a... Hey, Tom Chambers, man. That dude
1: could get up, man. He could
0: get up. But I remember when he did it, it was in Seattle. He was like the hometown guy. And like, he just didn't have any flair style. And he was kind right. of laughing, too. But he could get up for without question. Um, so. Very vanilla. What's that? He was very vanilla. Very vanilla. Yes. Um, well, you know, I guess we can wrap this up. I'm kind of curious, being, uh, you know, related to somebody in the armed forces, uh, take a knee...
1: I don't have a problem with it. I I, like, look, the military doesn't own patriotism, which actually I don't want to go into this, but uh, I think patriotism to a certain extent is a negative, actually, because it leads us to really weird places as human beings. Like it it increases the tribalistic instincts that we have inside of us and allows us to, uh, you know, the rise of nationalism in in Germany Right. Like we have all of the video. We have audio. We have the newspaper clippings. We can go back and we can, you know, we can read this stuff. And as a student of history, like I'm very familiar with the, the role that patriotism played in all that and nationalism. And I think that that's dangerous. Uh, but also, I don't think that the national anthem should be played before sporting events. I just don't see a place for it. Um, you know, we have separation of church and state. And the biggest thing about that is separating the state from regular life. Like it's not just that the state can't interfere with religion and that religion shouldn't interfere with government. It's also that the state shouldn't interfere with your regular life. And I'm sorry, but when you start playing the anthem at daily events, like you're, you're really encroaching upon my like my everyday life. I mean, they do that at military bases, you know, they play it every day and uh, other countries don't do this stuff, right? Like they just, it's not like this in other places. And, um, I'm sure I'm going to catch some backlash for this, but I don't really care. Um, it, it's, it's honestly, it's one of the weirdest things about America when you like, when you travel and you see the rest of the world and how they don't identify themselves only as the country that they're from, it's, it's actually pretty nice. Like, I am more than just an American. I'm Dave. I'm a human being. I'm all these things, you're, right? You're
0: that guy, Dave.
1: That's right. And, and so um, I actually think that, uh, yeah, I'm totally fine with taking a knee. I fully stand with those guys or kneel with those guys, as the case may be. Um, I, I support the cause. I think that, you know, uh, police, uh, militarization of police, uh, violence from the police, you know, and, and for whatever the reasoning is. Whether it's systemic racism or whether it's we don't invest enough in training people or, you know, we can't get the best and the brightest because we don't pay cops enough. Like, you know, there's there's obviously different levels to why it's happening, but it is happening. Like it's undeniable. And um, we and think about this. We wouldn't know about this stuff and we didn't know it was like this. We heard, but we didn't know until we got cell phone cameras. Right. And now there are cameras everywhere and we have proof and then there are still people that argue against this. It's just insane to me, and I, I can't wrap my head around that part. Um, but yeah, take a knee, take yeah. take two knees.
0: Well, I think uh-huh. I think the problem is is that it becomes conflated with this notion that you're protesting the flag, or you're protesting yeah. the U.S. And which is you know the process is pretty specific and clear of what they're protesting. And uh, because of that, anybody I've talked to that has served in the armed forces, to a to a man or a woman, has said, I fought so that they can do that and they don't feel slighted that they're taking a knee yet the people yeah. that, that I know that are against it who didn't serve in the military you know are, use that as an example oh they're Absolutely. they're disrespecting the people who fought and died and it's like you know it's really hard to 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 wrap my head around that because it's not a, uh, an intelligent intelligent. Uh, what's the it's not intellectually honest that that right. argument
1: in in my experience politicians and people love to wrap themselves in the troops Whenever something happens that that uh, insults their sensibilities just a little bit. And this is just about like I don't know a single person who is anti Neil that doesn't also realize when you sit and talk to him for 20 minutes that it is a problem that cops shoot innocent people. Right. Right. Like, And and even not innocent people, just shooting people in general. Like we we are allegedly a nation of laws (laughs) And yet we have people out there acting like Judge Dredd on the police force. And this just is not how, uh, you know, civilized civilized society is supposed to operate. You know, they don't have in Germany last year. They fired six bullets in the entire country. The police did.
0: Right. And by the way, why are the police on edge and so wary of the people and whatever? Because they might have a gun. And we've seen that. And now we've seen the price we had to pay to have these guns uh, be so easily accessible. and which is a whole other story, but it's certainly they, they're all connected. And it's like uh, this, weird, uh, you know, this weird notion of Second Amendment, there's no leeway at all, because what's next? then you, we can't bend this little part of it because then the next thing will be you'll take all of our guns, which by the way, if they could pass a law that got, that it made guns illegal in the world, I would, we, I'd pass it tomorrow. You know, uh, without question, with my mind, I don't there's no need for certainly these kind of assault weapons that they are available. And, you yeah. know, if you want to hunt and do a lot shit, then just go get a bow and arrow and have at it. Well, I mean,
1: I, I actually don't have a problem with with hunting rifles. and I don't have a problem. You know, the the AR-15 has I mean, this is turning into stick to sports, but I don't care. Uh, the AR-15 has no place in a private arsenal of any sort. It, it really just doesn't. It is literally an assault rifle. That's yeah. what the AR stands for. Um, it's a terrible weapon for self-defense, so that's a shitty argument. Yeah. Uh, you can't hunt with it because it destroys the meat. Um, it, it, so, yeah, there's just no excuse for having that, unless you're worried about, you know, a tyrannical government overrunning you, in which case, go buy an F-15. <laughs> oh I
0: God. mean,
1: because yeah. you don't have planes, you're done. Um, right. So, anyway, so, yeah, it's just a dumb argument. Right, but. Well. What, what I will say is that I am a, a staunch first amendment person. Like I'm anti punch a Nazi because I, I just, I don't have a problem with people expressing their ideas and they could be shitty and you'll know who they are and the free market will take care of this. But like, I'm also anti-violence. So, right. um, I can, I can just choose not to listen to that guy or counter argue with much better arguments about why he's an idiot. And, um, but you know, I, I'm not anti-Second Amendment, but I definitely think that the AR-15 is a, a terrible weapon to have in the hands, as we just saw in Vegas, which was horrific. Right, right.
0: Um,
1: it's a terrible weapon to have in the hands of normal people. So, yeah.
0: Well, I, I tell you what, I am I am all for punching Nazis. I will not judge you if you do. Uh, and so do you, if you need some, some refuge in, uh, over this way, if you have, then come find, come find me. I will protect you. Uh, and you're right to punch Nazis. So, uh, at any rate, Dave, uh, great conversation overall. And uh, really, you know, with Kuzma, we're all in on, keep your eye on him. And then the Clippers as well. We'll have to battle that out all season long to see what's going to happen. And that's about it. Uh, We'll have to get back on this, uh, our regular schedule, or certainly a regular Monday pod is going to have to start happening uh, ASAP.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm assuming we're going to go at least twice a week, uh, starting next week. We got to get these fire takes off. We got to, you know, we got to, do our little season preview and predict uh, awards and all this stuff. So, all right, we'll do that. On I'm assuming Monday. we have a we have a full slate. Okay. Up.
0: We'll kick it off on Monday. We'll and we'll, anyway, we'll do our Monday Fridays, and uh, you know, so make sure everyone stays tuned. Stays tuned, and also get your all your damn iPad, uh, your uh, podcast apps tuned up so that they're like telling you, alerting you to these things. Because I cannot stand my iPhone app, which doesn't tell me if I had to listened to like one or two in a row, it simply will stop telling me there's new ones. It's or unsubscribing from the podcast. It's terrible. So. Get all that tuned up. Get ready for an onslaught of video and audio and written from V-Ball Breakdown across the web. And, uh, again, thanks for joining us, Dave. Always a pleasure. And uh, don't forget, sports fans, at V-Ball Breakdown, not a channel, more a conversation. You in? Are you in, Dave?
1: Yes, I am.
0: I think we need to do a new version of that for this year.
1: Yeah, we should.